hello, hello. Welcome to the Bridging a Generation podcast, special edition Instagram. We're doing an Instagram live video. Uh, today I have a very, very special guest, man. I got uh, the one and only P. Stu. He's supposed to be tapping in. Um, hey, what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? What's good? What's good? What's cracking, man? Hey, hey uh, you don't, words can't even explain you know how how excited I am, man, to have you on the platform, man. Being you know, being a, a, a DC DC native, man, growing up here in the city, man, born and raised. You know, I've been listening to you since I was in, in since I was in, in, in high school, man. Yeah, that's y'all. Don't 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 let my age out the bag, but yeah, man. You know, we've been around for a minute <laughs> doing this thing, doing this hustle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now nah, we not go we not go do that, man. Uh, that that voice, man, is. <laughs> recognizable in the city man and i and, and i love what you've been what you've been doing for the for the x amount of years man but been been really holding that flag man and, and you you're you're a landmark in the city man i want you to know that brother man i appreciate that man I, you know i appreciate that i feel blessed to be even be in a position to where i could contribute to the culture and to the and to the city and to the movements and to the scene in the DMV, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to even be a part of that, you know what I mean? No doubt. We got love for you, man. So, I hope. look, I know you on the road, man. I hope you got a little time, man, Um, you know, because you, your, your career is, is you got a long story career, man, and I want to I wanna, I wanna get into the bulk of it, man. Yep. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you got, you got some time, man, like we, on, on the Bridging the Generation podcast, man, we chop it up, man. We, we, we chop it up. Yeah, let's chop it up. I'm I'm driving. I'm in the whip. I'm about to roll up. So you know, we, I'm good to go. I I well look. Well, well first of all, hey P. Stu, I always wanted to know, man, how did you get the name P. Stu, man? Like you ain't got to get your government or nothing like that. But <laughs> how did you get that name, man? I mean, that's that's where I got it. It's, it's that's my it's my government. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's what it is. My name is Paul Stewart. So yeah, I, I know I know that. You I know, know your that. government. So, yeah, that's, that, that's the uh, that's the that's the move right there. P. Stew is always when I was younger playing sports. I was always Stew or Stew or you know always had like P. Stew on the back of my jerseys and stuff like that. Okay. So you know it just when it, when it was time to pick a radio name, I didn't want to be the one that like grab a name that was so far <laughs> left and crazy and out this world. I wanted to just be me. You know what I'm saying? So. That that's the road we stuck it out. <laughs> okay, okay. So you what you used to hoop, uh, football, basketball, what? I played all of that: football, basketball, baseball. Baseball, and football was my main, my main though. Okay, all right, man. So look, we talking about we we want to go back, man. We want to go back because one thing about you, Peace Stu, man, you stay you 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 stay real low, man. Like you you make you make moves, man. You, you well connected. But one thing I love about you, man, and one of the things I try to model, you know, even my 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 career or the way I move, man, like I I like how you you stay low, and a lot of people, you know, I don't think they know, you know, your, your all your your contributions to to the culture, man, and, and I feel like a lot of people should should know about these things, man. I, I've heard nothing but great things about you, so I wanna I wanna go back, man, to like to to the beginning, man. Like, could you tell the people like where, where exactly you um you from? I'm from originally from Jersey, you know what I'm saying? I, I went to school in um, Atlanta. I went to Morehouse. And when I went to Morehouse back in the day, 
I, I connected with some dudes from D.C., you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's who I ran with. Still, still my friends to this day, you know, lifelong friends, you know, that I met in college. But um, I left Morehouse early. I didn't finish. I came back to Jersey, and I was back in Jersey like, man, this ain't it. Like, I got to I gotta get out of here. Like, I didn't, I didn't leave right. and go to, go to school in Atlanta to come back, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I went to D.C. A buddy of mine uh, that we grew up with in Jersey – my man DJ J Ski, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's, yeah, he's of course, man. Come on, man. Hell yeah, DJ J Ski. Yeah, yeah. He's big. He's huge in Philly, but he had got the job um, on 93.9 WKYS early in, in the life um, after Kathy Hughes had bought it. Radio One had right. acquired it. Um, J Ski had got the job spinning, and me and my man Pooch, you know, we all grew up together with Ski in Jersey and. You know, we were rapping, we were artists, so we were like, we out of here. Ski, you going to D.C. to spin records on the radio? We're going to go down there. We're going to make records. We're going to blow up. We're going to get a record deal. That's how we were we were okay. thinking, you know what I'm saying? You know, we definitely came to D.C. to pop off. And not even at the time, you know, this is mid-'90s. So at that time, mm-hmm. D.C. wasn't necessarily the market for rap you know, to come to right. the top off for rap. But we were just like, we wasn't even thinking about it like that. We just knew our homie was on the radio. So we came down and we, we, we was basically his assistants, his interns. We carried his crates everywhere into all the clubs. Because back then it wasn't no Serato, wasn't no internet, nah. digital stuff. Nah. <laughs> you know, for a DJ to spend a good two, two hours set going through, you know, currents and classics, you had to bring about five to ten crates in the spot, you know, full of full of records, full of, full of vinyl. So that's right, what we right. did. We carried the crates and, into the radio station, into the, um, you know, into the um, to the clubs and stuff, and then we would hop on the mic and just bug out just doing us. And, you know, a couple of people at the radio station kind of recognized our personalities, liked our personality, and was like, yo, that's something like what we're looking for right now you know, um, to, to pop off 93.9 WKYS in this market. So they paired me and my man Pooch up with Steph Lover. And um, and then, um, you know, we formed the live squad. Yeah, I, I remember that, man. I, I remember I was in 10th grade, man. And, it's, and I, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to say this. Like, I remember... Like, I remember, like, before you guys came to the radio, man, I remember, like, it was Kevin Slow Jamming James, and then you had, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, like, the, the format of radio change. It seemed like you guys just came in a beautiful time, man. Like, when you guys came, the entire game changed, man, as far as hip-hop becoming a dominant force uh, on the radio. So how was it like being a part of that? And how was it like putting – uh you know, putting a uh, uh, push man in step level. How, how was that experience? I mean, it was it was crazy. You know, at the time that it's happening, we don't really realize that it's happening like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not looking yeah. at it like, you know, like um, that, uh, you know, you know, that it's this game-changing period and era in, in, in D.C. We, we kind of just was like having fun. And, you know, we didn't, you know, me and Pooch didn't go to school for radio. Steph did, you know what I'm saying? Steph definitely went to uh, school for radio, but me and Pooch right. didn't. So we were just having fun, you know. And But then, you know, after as the years 
went on and we got to kind of look back at that time, yeah, it's like, man, we, you know, we were definitely part of, you know, um, making hip hop alive in the market. You know, there was, it didn't start with us. There was definitely hip hop. It was, it was rapping in the go-go bands. It was stinky dink. It was, you know, all oh, yeah. types, you know, uh, <laughs> Fat Rodney. It was all types of, um, you know, uh, rapping Section 8 Mob, Question Mark Asylum. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that's my era right there, man. Like, how was it? Like, you know, you coming from, I, I, like I said, I know you, you originally from Jersey. Then you went down to Atlanta. Now, you was down in Atlanta during the whole Freaknik era, all that, right? Man, was I. So was how really was it? How was the, the, the adjustment? Or what did you think about coming to, you know, coming to Chocolate City, man, as far as, like, you know, the go-go and, the, the, the like you said, the sound of hip-hop in D.C., it wasn't accepted like it was up north, uh, you know, in New Jersey, New York, the tri-state area, or, or abroad. So what did you think about uh, the, the climate, the music uh, climate of, of D.C. when you came here? I mean, we loved it. If you love music and you love culture, you're going to love go-go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no, it's, it's, you know, it's no way you can't really fake it. And you definitely can't be a part of D.C. culture without embracing go-go and without go-go embracing you. That was the other part of it. Like, go-go embraced us, too. Chuck Brown embraced us. You know, um, uh, uh, Big G, Backyard Band, White Boy, and the whole you know, Donnell and um, the whole uh, Rare Essence crew, Northeast Groovers back then, Huckabucks was out. Huckabucks was out yeah. doing their thing back then. Like, so, it, you know, they, it, the, uh, man, hip-hop, uh, Go-Go was the shit. Like, it was like, and then going to the Go-Go and seeing it live, it was like a little mini freak nick every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, was yeah. just, it was like, man, like, this shit is live, it's popping. You know, Go-Go is real, you know, tribal and Afrocentric and like really tapped into the roots of music. Like you can't even help it, you know, when you go mm -hmm. to a go-go live. So, you know, I thought that element was beautiful. And I thought that, you know, that the sounds that the hip hop sounds that were going to come out of DC because of go-go was just going to make it different than anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? What was some of the clubs that you used to frequent? Like you remember like, you know, the Ibex or the, uh, I was Ibex on Tuesdays with Backyard, Chuck yeah. Brown Wednesdays at, at Crossroads, and, you know, and then, of course, you know, the, when the Icebox popped off, and, okay. you know what I'm saying? That's my hero right there, the Mirage and the... Mirage, like, I was at the, the Mirage. Three, yeah, that's my, that's my after, era. <laughs> that was right, I came right after Chapter 3, when it was Mirage. Yeah, so, yeah. I was you too know, young for Chapter 3, man. That was the, that was the, uh, the, the essence in the Fat Rodney days. And I was there when, um, when uh, you know, when Biggie came for Howard Homecoming and, you know what I'm saying, like that ended up yeah. one of being one of his iconic lines in the song after that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I remember that, that. I remember that. Yeah, so, you know, it was live. This is, you know, like I said, it's no internet. So it's like you, you had to tap in with the radio and, and with the scene, you had to get out in the streets and get out to the clubs and, you had to go to Howard's homecoming, and you had to really tap mm -hmm. in. You couldn't just, you know, see what was going on on social media or IG or any of that. So it was a real beautiful time culturally, you know, for everybody to tap in with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and I think that's why, you know, people like yourself and people remember those days and remember the live squad, remember what we was doing, remember the roll call, and just remember us with, all, you know, all that energy and, 
and just trying to. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, peace too. Oh, let me see if I remember. What is these? Time to get live. Who this on the phone at? What you all about? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember AP Stu. I remember I called in, man. I had to be like 16, man. And I kicked a little, I kicked a little freestyle, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all gave me my props, man. Yeah, I kicked man, a little 10-second freestyle. That's what it was about, man. Just getting people to tap in with us, drop a couple bars, loosen up. Get live, yeah. you know, every night. Had the whole city, you know, dropping bars every night. Every was, night you, man, know? you was able to get through to the live squad back in 96, 97. Man, that that was an accomplishment, man. When you come back the week, lines was lit. come back to school, man, that was like the highlight of, of, of my week, man. Phone lines was definitely lit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and, um, but yeah, it was, it was fun times, man. And we, we, like I said, we were artists. We were rap artists, too, so we were doing music, and we really approached that whole radio thing more like artists. Like, you know, yeah. we, would, we would go and rap our songs and do the roll call live. I just posted a few weeks ago this clip that somebody found from, uh, on YouTube from us when we did the original Summer Jam, D.C. Summer Jam, at the Equestrian Center in Upper Marlboro, and, and we was on stage rapping, doing the live, doing the roll call. Then we dropped some freestyles. We was, you know, rapping, dropping bars to beats, and it, it, was, just, it was just like, man, like that. That's that. And we didn't. Again, it was not no thought out thing. It was just who right, we right. were. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, now you used to be flowing, man. Especially uh, uh, you and Steph, man. Steph, man. you know, for a long time, I thought I thought Steph was signed, man. Like she was nice with it. She was definitely not. And that was definitely what not saying that you was, wasn't. Not saying that you wasn't, because I love all you guys, but you oh, know, I was the uh, nicest. I was, I was definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely without question. So you know, so yeah. I'm gonna step into the, the lady. So you know, we gonna get a lady here. But now I'm just joking. <laughs> now we would. Everybody was nice, and we all had our different styles. But Steph was definitely nice, and nice. Know, that's that's why she was able to. To go back to go to New York and and rock out on Hot 97 and Power 105 and and do no. historic things on the radio um, out there as well. So you know, like, yeah, man, like again, it was just it was great times. You know what I'm saying? No, it was it, it was a beautiful time, man. Like when I think about that era, man, and, and the music that was coming out around that time, you know, how do you and and, and, and you know as far as uh, radio, the impact that radio had on uh, music, how do you feel like, you know, how much do you think that has changed as far as how much uh, radio impacted, um, you know, what, what a lot of the young people are listening to? Because you guys definitely influenced us. You know, you got, let me say this, when you guys were on the radio, and I say this to a lot of people, people my age, uh, younger, uh, uh, younger fans, I mean, uh, younger supporters, but they don't remember there was a time when everything that came on the radio was good. Right. Like you, you guys ear for, for, yeah, for, for good know. music. So, so how, how much has that, how much do you think that has changed, you know, since you guys, you know, uh, initially started back in, a, you know, February 96 or whatever? Well, I mean, it changed a lot. Technology, you know, advance, you know, ev evolution, all of that happened. So, that that changed everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, you know, uh, and that made it so that 
there's a million and one rappers now. You know, back when we were just mm-hmm. doing it, it was still wasn't as many rappers as, as there is today in, um, in, in, in hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? So, like, um, you know, it's just now because of technology. You know, back then, you, you it wasn't easy to get into the studio. It, it wasn't a whole bunch of people that just had home studios in their crib. You know, pro they laptop and all that. You had to really go to a real state-of-the-art studio that had all the right ADATs and this equipment and that equipment. And, you know, so all of that, you know, kept the pot balanced and, and kind of small. And then when technology took over in the virtual world, digital world, and software, right. and, and everybody became a rapper, everybody became a producer, you know, um, and it just added – a lot more to the pot as far as numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still a lot right. of quality music out there. It's a lot of youngins out there doing no everything and all of that. You know, but it's just so much more now. So there is a lot more clutter to kind of to lean through. You know what I'm saying? So technology did that. You know what I mean? It's just evolution. It's how it right. goes. Now, one thing I noticed about you, your, your career, man, it seems like, you never, you, 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 you never would just focus on one thing. You, you've been, you know, you, you've been a DJ. Um, at one time, I remember you was vice president of operations of, was that, was you, was, was that uh, um, Kiss FM? Yes, I was, um, I was um, assistant program director, technically. It was my time. I was assistant program director, music director, and creative service director. So, and at that time, during that period, we had an operations manager, Kathy Brown. She ran Magic 102.3, and I would oversee program KYS at that time and, and what was going on. And I was doing the One Nation hip-hop show on the weekend. Yeah, I remember that, the One Nation. But, yeah, and that's when we started really opening it up to, like, bringing artists up there to do interviews. And I'm playing local D.C. artists right next to the, the national, you know, New York west coast down south artists and you know just all like yo let's 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 keep growing let's keep our music popping our music got to be at this standard if y'all want radio play if y'all want to you know be popping artists and get deals and all that we got to do it to a certain standard so that's what we always try to and what i always try to instill and do my part to to bring to the market you know what i'm saying no no doubt man I, i like i said man um you know, you're, you're originally from New Jersey, man, but, you know, up until recently, man, I had no idea, man, because the way we accepted you, the way we embraced you here, man, you know, for the longest, man, I thought you was originally from here, man. So what is it about D.C., man, that you, you know, why you feel the, why, why you felt uh, compelled to stay here, man, after all these years, man, and, you know, just knowing, um, you know, knowing how you've been embraced, man, what is it about the city that, that you know, wh- why you feel like, man, I'm, why, why? I'm going to stay here and make this home. Well, I, first, I came here young, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, when at that point in my life, I was trying to get out of Jersey. I, it's not like I, I was like, yo, I'm Jersey this, I was super Jersey. You know, of course, it was where I'm from. It's in me. It's, it's where I went to high school, you know, and, uh, no, no, no. and a lot of my lifelong friends, my family is still there. So, but when I came, I was young, so I was still in my evolution and growing. And like you said, D.C., embrace me too you know what i'm saying like i had no no choice but to embrace dc because i was coming here so i needed the, the, the area to embrace me too so i always remain humble in that aspect and that and it happened they the area embraced me i ended up starting a family getting married having kids 
you know, you know, uh, you know, buying homes, you know, so this, this is where I established my foundation, my personal foundation, my life, my family, my, my brand, you know, the industry know me from my time in DC. The, the industry doesn't know me from my time in, you know, Jersey, you know, like you said, there's a right. lot of people like you that don't know unless I tell them or sometimes people hear like, <laughs> what's your yeah. accent? You're not from DC. Where are you from originally? You know, so, yeah. you know, but for the most part, you, you, people, you know, associate me with, with DC, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, no doubt, man. So, you know, with you, with you, you know, um, you know, being on the air and also be, being program director, which one you, you know, which one you probably, which one you think you enjoy the most? being on air without question. <laughs> you know, like, especially when we, like, I keep I telling the bag was looking, I know that bag was looking nicer, though. And, and, and I, I know that bag was looking nicer, though, as a program director, though. Yeah, Let's keep so, it being. You know, when you're a program director now, it's, it's, you know what you're doing and everything is about strategy and, and, and it's a lot of more pressure. It's a lot more corporate, um, you know. So, you know, I had to, like, I had to adapt in that aspect. It wasn't as natural to me as, as being an on-air personality because that was just us being us. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. Um, you know. You were uh, young, man. You were, so, you were so young. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I wasn't even old enough to drink when I started. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, so, right, right. you know, like, um, we were just having fun, man. And, and but once it got, you know, and I, don't, I wouldn't trade none of it. I, all of it is you know, um, allow me to grow in, in, into, you know, in the, in the industry and with my skill set and all that. But it's not like being on air and being able to talk to the people every night and touch the people every no. night and, and, and influence the culture in a positive, progressive manner. You know what I'm saying? And, we, you know, we was around, you know, we was on the air when, you know, when, when Biggie got shot, when Pac got shot, when, you know what I'm saying? So, like, to be around, we you know, we was on the air when, when Hove and, and Rockefeller first started and Dane Dad right, and right. Hove and everybody is running around the country in their own cars doing interviews. And so we, we got <laughs> yeah. to experience a lot of iconic hip hop history. You know what I'm saying? Moments. So yes, it was just like, that's, that's kind of like, I mean, like the memories and moments are, are, are priceless. And, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. So on air, it's not like being on air, man. Nothing like it. Good, but nah, what I was saying was like, uh, you know, one of the, the, the most iconic moments of my childhood, man, is, is remembering when, when Tupac got killed. And I remember hearing that on the radio. You know, I remember you guys announcing it, man. And, and you know, at that time, you know, um, we, we never had a rapper that was killed. Yeah. You know, so I would, like I said, you know, when I think back, I mean, like not, you said, that, man, not that prominently, you know what I'm saying? Not, like, not, not, exactly. Not that prominently. And, like, and you know, we, definitely had, we definitely had like Big L and and um that was later. That was a little later though. Big L was after Pac. Yeah, cause you know Pac got killed in in, in uh the summer 96. of and then L, Big L he got killed in early '99, like around I think like March. That's crazy. Yeah, I know a lot of. <laughs> That's crazy. I know, man. He yeah, was definitely the, that 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 year. You know, we had it was it was, was the first. I mean, if you really want to, okay, um, no, um, uh, uh, KRS homeboy, um, Scott LaRock, Scott, Scott LaRock at 87. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, um, not, not to stay on that uh, for a long time, man, but like I said, 
you know, you guys be on 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 the uh, on the air and on the radio, man. And, and, and like I said, I, you've done a lot of things since then, but that is a, a special time in my life. And a, you know, when I think back to my youth of being in high school, you know, we still talk about those those uh those years, man. So you know, with my platform, I believe in preserving you know icons and legends such as yourself, man. So. Not to not to discredit anything that you have done since then, because I'm tapped in. Don't don't get it don't get it twisted. Right, right. right. But I'm definitely tapped in. I remember seeing you up at uh, Iverson Mall back in like '97. That's my spot. <laughs> I used to be all over. You know, that was part of my role. That's that's part of another reason why I stayed because my role, even with the live squad, was to just roll around the city and, and pull up in spots and, and tap yeah, in with the people, do live calls, get on the phone have people do yeah. shout outs and all that stuff. So, you know, like th th that was just kind of like, you know, I love being out with the people. So I was always out somewhere, you know, Iverson Mall, Forestville Mall, Landover. Yeah. I worked at Springfield Mall. Right, right when the live squad stuff was taking off, I was working at Springfield Mall in VA. Like, you know, so, but, okay. but definitely. Um, uh, uh, I probably like, see you out there too because I used to live, I used to live in Springfield. That's that's what it's about, like those historic, legendary moments, and just you know, like, again, without you know, without social media and all that stuff. And I always wonder, like, what it would have been like if we had Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that yeah, stuff back yeah. then. But you know, I don't think the memories would be as strong. I think, like, you know, nah. like, I remember where I was when, like, big, you know, uh, juicy, uh, juicy played on the radio for the first time. Oh, yeah. I, I remember where I was when Nas came out with Illmatic, and you know what I'm saying it no was doubt. like, you know, I think now with it was social media, time, man. It, was, it was, it was, it was like I tell uh, the, the 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 younger generation all the time, man. You know they they get to they get to hear hear me talk, and they like, oh, here you go with that back oh, in the day shit. They don't understand, man. It was it was such a beautiful time, and you know. I want to I want to go back to this when I was talking about the radio, man. Like, you know, back then when you guys were on the air, it seemed like everything was just golden. Like nowadays, I hear a lot of these conversations. And I don't know. Do you hear these things? But it seems like I'm hearing a lot of conversation about, oh, music is not the way that it used to be. Um, you know, there's no good music. How do you feel about that? You know, what what well, is your take on a lot of, you know, people, uh, you know, my age, your age and. You know, well, well, well one, it's, um, it's not how it used to be, you know what I'm saying? And, and it shouldn't be like when I was coming right. up, the music that we was listening to wasn't how the music prior to us was, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's evolution, man. That's always going to be like that. 20 years from now, the music is going to be different than how it is now. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be something different to the culture to the, you know, yeah. added to it that these youngins, you know, young generations always add their own thing to the mix. Part of it mm -hmm. is not wanting to be, you know, just like the old generation. And part of it is just natural. Like you just different. It's just different times, different circumstances, different technologies, different opportunities. It's, everything is different. So of course the music is different, but that don't mean that it's bad. Like, you know, I think that a lot of us from our era, 
you know, we just get caught up in our era, and we just like that's our era. We don't want to hear nothing else but that. That's mm-hmm. why I like everybody from our era. Fuck with Griselda now, and you know, mm-hmm. those, you know what I'm saying? Because I love, like, I love that movement, man. That, I love, that, I love that yeah, because that's a throwback to our era. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, if you want to, you know, like maybe we might not listen to like some of these other youngins as much. You know, because it's not our era, it's not our culture, it's not our lingo. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, being a music person and being in the music industry, I respect it, and I and I, it's a lot of quality out there. It's cats like Corday. Um, you know what I'm saying? He's uh, he from, he from the area too. Yeah, cats like Corday, Roddy Rich, like these these cats is making bit like beautiful like records, like great music. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, right. and it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's from our era. Some of, you can hear some of the influence in there, but they're still putting their own twist and their own thing on right. it. So that's just growth evolution. We got to evolve. Like, I got kids. I don't want my kids to be like me. I want them to be better or just be themselves. You know, it ain't even about better or worse. It's just about being yourself and doing what y'all want to do and expressing yourselves the way y'all want to express yourselves. So when you add that times a whole generation – shit changes, you know what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt. I, I definitely feel, uh, agree with you like 100%. I, you know, I, I personally feel like, you know, there's a there's a lane, like you just mentioned, Griselda, I feel like right now there, there's different lanes for everybody, you know? Um, so everybody have everybody has a place, man. I feel like Benny the Butcher got his place. Um, you know, I feel, I feel uh, Roddy Rich, he has his place and, you know, it's something for everybody, you know, uh, nowadays. So, Yep. Uh, with that being said, uh, um, AP, do you still feel like, or do, do have you ever felt like, like you were a gatekeeper in hip hop? Do you feel like we still have gatekeepers? Because you know, you being on the radio, a lot of people will consider you a gatekeeper. How, what's your, um, what's your take on that? I, I, I've never personally considered myself a gatekeeper or looked at it like that. Like, yeah, I hold the key. You got to come through me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, 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 like I told you earlier, I felt blessed that I've been in this position, you know, I, you know, I don't know, you know, if there's a lot of people out there that wanted to ever do what I did or whatever. I don't know, but I feel right. blessed and privileged to have been able to do the things that I've done, you know, in DC, in the culture, in the industry, in hip hop, the things I still continue to, to do to this day, still all the yeah, time involved and, and love talk, talk shit, man. <laughs> I, got, I got that I got that one love mafia popping off hip hop fathers you know what I'm saying I'm doing the stew review you know mm-hmm. still just trying to stay stapped, tapped in and you know stay relevant and stay current and up to date and still contribute right. to the culture so I just feel blessed that I've been able to do that I don't look at it like like I'm like I was a gatekeeper I believe that there are gatekeepers I think they're, you know, way above my pay grade. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think I'm more of somebody that just is like a, a navigator and, and can help people navigate through the industry, connect the – I like to connect different people. That's why we do the stew review, to just to keep the label side and the DJs connected through the pandemic and all that. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of my, always been my place in it and my contribution. So I'm going to continue with that. Okay. Um now I respect what you just said, man, and, and like I said, that's that's the reason why I have you on here because you know I, I, you're you're a landmark in the city, and, and you're almost like a nomad, man. Like like wherever you go, man, like you you know how to travel. 
You know what I'm saying? You you if you're not here, you're gonna be doing your thing in this area. You always gonna be doing your thing in whatever you know, um, whatever arena that that, that you you know feel uh, the need to, to to get involved with. So I just mentioned, I just heard you say connection. So I want to bring up you know one of the artists that I recently just interviewed a, a couple of weeks ago, and you know he was the one who really put that bug back in my ear. You know, reminding me, man, how how dope you are, man. As far as like you know the the connections and and the artist I'm talking about is a uh, Kingpin Slim. Yeah, so, my God. Yeah, tell me about uh, yeah, tell me how, how you guys linked up, man. Cause that that's a that's a good guy right there, man. Not not just a good dude, man, but he's he's a dope he's a dope artist, man. So how did you guys uh link up? I mean, he's super dope. You know, at the t- at the time that we linked up, I was just transitioning into a point where I was like, I'm ready to get. You know, I've I've supported the whole market, everybody in the city. I gave every you know everybody, and I'm going to continue to do that. But I want to really get behind an artist and try and get an artist signed. I think at that time, because that was around 2009, 2010, and there was a real cultural shift in the in the in the area. You know, we was embracing the whole DMV thing. Um, there was there was uh, Studio Four Three. It was you know um, uh, Wale was doing the BOA and the Border Administration. They, mm-hmm. they had Black Hole. They had grabbed up Pat Trail and yeah. and um uh and this was this was even after I started messing with Slim. So I, I started but prior to you know, to all of that happening, I, I grabbed up Slim and was like, yo, because I always thought first of all, I thought he was the dopest rapper in the city. Like I've his, been telling people that, man. I've been telling people that since my space. Yeah, his his bars and, and the way he put it together, like at the at that time, it just reminded me like of a young hove, like like a young hey, hove for the city. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Pete, time on time, I gotta stop you right there, man. I told him the same thing. Like that's why I know that you hear music, man. You have a good ear for music because I told him, I told Kingpin Slim to to, to his face, man. Like you, our hove, man. You you yeah. you like our hove because. I always felt when it came to those bars, and when it came when it came to the flair that he had, man, he he had that combination that really no artist had in the city. So continue telling me about that, man. I I I, I hate to cut you off. I just had it to, you know, um, highlight that what you just said, brother. Nah, yeah, and that, that and me being like, you know, my, my my twist and my flavor was more up north when it came to the hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, man, this kid is dope. And, you know, when I first couple of times I met him, he was super, like, at cocky. <laughs> he knew he was dope. Slim Slim knew he was dope. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no question <laughs> about that. But, you know, so I was like, damn, you know, I'm a, I'm a humble, modest dude. But I realized, like, you know, that's, that's that swag. Like, before it was even, we was even really heavy on the word swag. Like, that's yeah, what it right. was. It was that je ne sais quoi. It was that it factor that, he, that I also yeah. thought he had. So I was just like, man. Yeah. Let's put this shit together and let's go. Yeah. And I hooked up. We hooked up with my guy DJ J Butter, and um, we formed. Shout out to J Butter. Yeah, we formed that Beam Up ENT. I, and my partners for that was my 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 guys that I had met in college from DC. My man Okra, my man Kofi. Those were our, those were my partners. Slim was a partner. Yeah. He wasn't just like an artist. Like we were men. Like we all tried to empower each other. Like. So Slim was a par- partner in the situation. We had we started Beam Up ENT, and we did three 
installments. We did Beam Up One, Beam Up Two, and then we did, and then we did and part two. Yeah, I love that part two. And then we did Triple Beam Dreams. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, and then like you know, so it was just like, and you know, we had uh, at one point on Beam Up Two, we had dropped that um, the Goosebumps record. Is that and, the one with uh, Jim Jones? No, that was this is a that was the same project. But this is this is a different record. This record we did the remix with Wale, but the, this okay. record was in heavy rotation on ninety three point nine WKYS, and I wasn't even the PD or nothing at that time. Like, and the PD just loved the record. Uh, shout out to Nikki, you know Nikki House. She was the PD at the time. She loved that record, and she put it in rotation. It was Slim featuring Imani, you know, produced by Jay Butter. And then we had the remix with Wale, and for like two months straight, we was getting like 60, 70 spins a week on the radio. And at that point, no, no independent artist had ever done that, you know, up until that point in the in the market. So, you know, we thought we was about to get a record deal and be out of here. But, man, you know, we was such a political game. And, and at that time is when the clutter was coming in and, you know, we just never all the way cut through to that deal deal. You know what I'm saying? But Slim is still rocking, still popping, still dropping joints, still one of the best he artists in the city. You know what I'm saying? He dropped a uh, mixtape, er, I mean, Nasty Project earlier this year, man. Like he, like you said, man, he's still, he's still nasty with it, man. You he know, got a and joint, I still... He got a, a project dropping Black Friday called Fine Lines, produced by Jay Butter. Uh, again, so he's taking it back to the essence of that beam up essence and and bringing it fast forward it with that 2020 drip, you know what I'm saying? That's so, beautiful. you know, and then yeah, and yeah. then and also along the way we grabbed up Lambo and Low. So I, you know, talk about him, man. He's out uh, out, out of uh, Capitol Heights. Yeah, talk about man. him, man. I just you know, Kingpin. I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've heard of him, but uh, you know, chopping up with Kingpin Slim, man. He put me on to him, man. I I think I think y'all got something, man. It, so 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 talk talk to me a little bit more about this about this kid man out of uh, Lambo Amlo out of Capitol Heights man. Yeah, so Lambo was super dope. We had um towards the tail end of of of, of like of like the beam up stuff, and when when we started um we kind of started unraveling the beam up, and Slim started going in a more independent direction. And what we did is uh they 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 uh, opened a studio up in in um Northwest. We called it. You know, we had the red steps. We got this house on Tewksbury, and like all the youngins at that time was coming through there. I mean, Glizzy, um, uh, uh, Coverboy, uh, Tokyo Damo, um, you know, uh, Cutiful. All the young boys was coming through there. My man Will, the dude Will, uh, El Wonka, he was the producer and the engineer for the whole studio. So he had all the youngins coming through, and Lambo was one of them youngins. And it was Lambo's music, though, that stuck out above everybody else's. Everybody was dope and was doing their thing. They was fire, but they all kind of was in the same lane a little bit. Like, they all had – they was all driving in that same – they was owning that lane, but Lambo was just all over here in this empty lane by himself. With his right, sound, right. and we and it was just like I heard that shit. And I was like, this shit is amazing, dog. And one of the yeah. first songs I heard He's was um, one of the first songs I heard was this song "On My Way," and this record "On My well, Way." That, I, that shit, I know what you're talking about, man. I, I, uh, 
I read that was one of the first songs that uh K Pen Slim put me on, man. He he go talk about it, man. Talk talk about it. I ain't gonna cut you off, man. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, so on my way, he had already had that, and that's actually the record that got Lambo his deal with Rocky yeah. Records, you know what I'm saying? And then we we got yeah. to actually put that record out and do a video for it and you know what I'm saying? And and like now hold on, uh 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 Pete. Now is this the same roster records that uh Wiz Khalifa used to be signed to? Yep, Lambo had a deal had with Rostrum Records. We put out, okay. we put out probably five records. You know what I'm saying? And then the pandemic hit, and that kind of like shuffled everything around and, and made everybody kind of like um, come back to the drawing board. So we're gonna see if we're gonna still continue, you know, um, doing stuff stuff with them. But for the most part, Lambo is indie right now. But we dropped we dropped a few records. And all, all the records are dope. Uh, all the records are like, you know, if they were, if we were on Atlantic or Columbia, a, a label. See, oh, they were go. They were fly. Rosham, they were fly. Rosham is an indie. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not a major. It's a. It's, it's major indie. Like yeah, they had Wiz and Mac, and they made a lot of money. But as far as their staff and their resources and all that, they're an independent label. So they're right. not. They're not Sony, Columbia, Warner, Atlantic. You know, the yeah. capital, Def Jam, you know, none of them. So the budgets and the marketing and all that is a lot smaller than they are. The video, but all of that is a lot smaller than they would be with a major. And the music Lambo does, it just, it's just too big. It's too good. Yeah. It needs to be yeah. like, he does Grammy music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, the Wish Bell record, the, the, the Black China record, On My Way. We got records with needles. He got like ten songs with Cool and Dre. Like Lambo's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. He he's um you know I, if I if I would have to compare him and I hate to compare but if I would say somebody's lane I would probably say like you know more like a goal lane you know like when you think of artists from the area you don't think of artists like 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 him like Lambo Anlo or you don't think of artists like Golik so I, I I commend you guys man for um for reaching out to that brother man and working with that brother because I, I think he, I think he's dope man. I love what he's doing. I don't compare him to nobody in the area. If I had to, if I had to do a comparison, I would I would say he 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 gives me the flip the narrow vibes. Okay. Yeah, like those are the vibes, vibes, his sound and his voice and all that. But like he definitely sounds different than anything in the area. You know what I'm saying? So 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 with that being said, man, who who else you liking from the city, man? I, you know, we still got light show out here. We still got, you know, um, you know, I like, uh, like uh, I like three O Black. I like Ari Lennox. I like um, I like Money Bar. I like Flock, Big Flock. Um, I some some people I like their movements, but I'm not all the way into the music yet. Like like Guru right. and um. And Savage, and, and you know what I'm saying, JG Riff. Like I love their movements and how they they tapped in with the youngins. Money Mars, my dude. Like I think, I think he's dope. He, I think his energy and his mentality, the way right. I feel like he moves and he moves like a boss. He is a boss, you know, young boss. So you know, I'm I'm really I really want to see him win. And um, um, it's, it's, it's so many artists in the area now. I know I can't even keep up. I know there's a bunch of <laughs> new got artists. Young, young Leash. Uh, my man, Northeast, Young Mo. Yeah. I like what Young Mo is doing with Kev Gates yeah. and, 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 all, and that whole movement. Like, 
man. It's like I, I love everything that's going on. Of course, the the artists that are signed, like Rico Nasty and and uh, right. Corday and and um, Wale. I still I love that record he put out last night with with DJ Money. That Lions, Bengals, and Bears joints, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I seen that on my uh, my my IG. Uh, I, I seen it on somebody's stories earlier uh, today. Yeah, yeah. So no. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely uh, I fuck with the whole area. Like I want to see everybody from the area win, you know, um, and, and eat. And I'm definitely going, you know, do my play my part in trying to make sure that 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 happens. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the thing. That's the thing, man, and I always appreciated you as one of those guys, man, that always show love, you know, to the to the guys, you know, that's that's locally, man. Do you feel like DC Radio has always been supportive to, you know, a lot of the local artists? No, because I, I really believe, man, like, you know, we should have some guys, man. It should be other. It should be. It shouldn't just be Wale and 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 Shy Glizzy, man. That really. There's been people like like me. Uh, R.I.P. My man Tony Reds, like what he was doing at PGC. Uh, my man Two Face, the Wild Boy, Malik the Freak, what the Wild Boys was doing with the Metro Bangers, and 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 and, and commercializing the D, the term DMV and the, and bringing that term right. to the radio and and like um, but 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 and there's been I call us martyrs. We're martyrs for the cause. Like we did it. But the powers that be at radio, the mm -hmm. top, 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 and, and, and they don't care about that local shit and local artists. Yeah, you know I'm about to say, like, I know, I know you guys received like some pushback. I mean, and, and it's not no, it's not no, it's not a shot. It's the business of radio, and that's what artists need to understand that radio is the professional music business. So it's just mm -hmm. like they got standards, just like professional sports. Like you can't just you know, say I worked out, I hit 30 jumpers, so I need to be on the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to go to college or the AAU. You got to get nationally ranked. You got to go in football. You got to go through the combine. You got to get drafted. Or if you undrafted, you got to go work out. You got to put in that work and meet certain standards for it to be a professional player. And it's the same thing in music. And radio is a business. And the business of radio is to play the biggest artists and the biggest records. It's not to break. Yeah, Radio's job isn't to break records. DJ's job, the mix show, the clubs, that's where records are broken now online, streaming, you know, YouTube and all that. But radio's part in it is to play the biggest records. So, you know, that's why in every market there's always kind of a clash between radio and the local market because the local market is like, y'all playing y'all playing all this Uzi Vert and, and this and this person. What about <laughs> us? And they and we're right, like, right. yo, you know, that's cool. Radio is like, that's cool. But, you know, you got 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uzi right. Vert got 6 million. We try to tap yeah, into that yeah, 6 million. You know what I'm saying? So that's the business of radio right. and, and, and how it works. So because of that, it hasn't been that supportive of the local market the way I would like it to, the way it has been like in markets like Atlanta and different markets. Like, like I, if it was me, if I was the PD currently at, at a Washington DC radio station, I would play Washington DC artists all day long. Point no doubt. Point. You know what I'm saying? We got enough artists. We got enough major artists, enough big artists that do big records. Everything. Like, they do all, whatever it seems like whatever it, 
whatever lane is out there, man, we there's an artist from D.C. that you can put in that lane. There's another artist I want to shout out, Bo Young Prince, signed to Def Jam. We got Chad, Chaz French. We got Phil Day. Phil Day just crushed the BET he, Rap City. Like we, we got he the artists it. in the market that are big enough for radio to get all the way behind and rock out. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to take a martyr. It's going to take a program director, somebody that has the juice at the radio to be like, get fucked. Fuck that. That's just what we do. Right, right. And then show the powers to be the results from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I did One Nation Hip Hop show, the powers that be let me do it, but it was Saturday nights, 2 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't on at prime time. It was like, yeah, yeah. you could do it, but you got to do that shit Saturday night, 2 in the morning. Which right. ended up working out to my benefit because that's when everybody getting out the club. So it ended up being big anyway. You know what I'm saying? So. It's just like, you know, we got to make do and keep pushing, keep pushing. I think we'll get there eventually. But the short answer is no, radio has not been as supportive as it should be to local artists. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I look at, like, there's so many great um, artists, man, that I feel in D.C., man, that has that has that, that sound that radio is looking for. So I don't, I don't understand it. And then you also have, you got the Uncle Johns, you have the Odyssey. So it's, you know, it's so much beautiful, great music coming out of the city, man, and I, I don't understand why my city don't get the, the shine that it deserves, but I always appreciated you for holding it down for us, man, like you always show love and always was, you know, you you was the first time, you uh, you the first person um, when I heard a light show. I never heard of him before. You brought, you you uh -huh. introduced me to light show. Uh-huh. And, 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 and yeah, and, and that's that's good to hear because that's what I was doing it for. Like, I wanted to be the first person that you heard these artists from the area on the radio from. You know what I'm saying? That was my goal. And I wanted to break these artists, and I wanted these artists to feel that energy and what it felt like to hear their song on the radio and to come do a radio interview and have people calling up and, and tapping in with them and all that stuff. Like, I wanted them to catch that energy and so they would – and for that energy and want to keep that going and want to get that everywhere, yeah. every market, and, and that's that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So we got household names. Shy Glizzy is a worldwide artist. You know what I'm saying? Like Rico Nasty. Mm -hmm. these, these artists, Wale is one of the biggest artists ever. You know what I'm saying? In hip-hop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's all said and done. Wale and what he's done and what his contributions has been, as many number one records as he's had. Oh, no doubt. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legend. He's, he's a legend. legend. So love, you know, love him, love him or hate him. He, he's he's a legend. So we just got to keep pushing and keep grinding and and um not get too frustrated with the process. We gonna break down them barriers. And you you'll see one day you are gonna hit me up like yo Stu. I hear it. We all I hear on DC radio is DC right, artists. Right. He was right. <laughs> Tell me, man, it's, it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt. It would, man. So, lot, it would have happened a lot faster if I was PD, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Man, man I, I miss. Don't even. Don't remind me, man. So, so Stu, um, you know, like we 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 talk about radio, and do you you know when you just brought about you know um you you, you know you, you you're talking about um how a lot of uh, these radio stations here in D.C., man, they're just not supportive. But it's a, poly it's, 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 it's a business. It's a business. And, and, like it's, you and, and it's, the, it's the machine that's not as supportive. It's, the, it's not the people. There's a lot of DJs. There's a lot of people. You know, DJs, people think 
you know, why ain't Malcolm X spinning my record? Why ain't this DJ spinning my record? It's a they they doing a job. They have a they're a professional DJ on a professional radio station. They have a job to do. They got supervisors and program directors that have a certain uh, um, course that they have set for the radio station, and that all the personalities and and the, and the DJs and everybody are a team together like football. Right. Everybody plays their position to, to yeah. carry out that game plan. So it's yeah. not just a free-for-all. Malcolm X can get on the radio, spin anything, any <laughs> record at any time he wants right. to. So, you know, like, you know, like, you know, so the support is there from the people, you know, and the artists got to make sure that they keep looking in the mirror at themselves too and not looking for no handouts from, from DJs. Support is key. We all need to support each other, but keep no grinding, keep working, keep developing your artistry, keep getting better with the music, keep keep going out there networking, go to other markets, get features, you know, build your squad, build your team, build your fan base, build your audience, build your social media presence. There's so many things that artists can work on every single day for their career that don't got nothing to do with radio, but that could eventually lead them to radio, to streaming, and to all of that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so so with, with all that being said, do you still think radio has that same influence, you know, with the with, you know, with, with social media and the internet? You still think radio has that same influence that it once had? It's not the same influence, but it still has influence. It's, it's different. Like, you know, and you could tell, like, whenever a local artist uh, is played on the radio, they, um, they they posting it. They they Everybody's like, yo, I heard your shit on the radio. It's like at one point, everybody's talking about, I don't listen to the radio. But as soon as right, a, local, right. a local artist listen, gets played. Listen, listen, shit get on the radio. Listen, let's, see, let's see if you sing that same tune when your shit make the radio. Not, and not only that, on the bigger level of it, when you want to chart and you want to be a billboard charting artist, you want to be top 10, top five, number one on the billboard charts, you need radio for that. You know what I'm saying? That no. Streams don't. Streams have their own charts. But for the billboard charts and Grammys and then big boy, you know, uh, um, you know, um, them big boy accolades, you, you still need radio for that. So, you know, every record label on earth still has a radio division, still is actively working radio to the fullest, still is trying to get their artist singles to be number one at radio. Right. So the influence is there. It's just different. It's not so much about breaking records per se. Like the first time you hear a record is probably not going to be on the radio. It's probably going to be, you know, on social, on internet, on YouTube, right. on whatever, uh, Spotify, whatever. But radio solidifies it and takes things to the next level. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's I, still I, very no, nah, I mean, what you what you saying, it, it, it totally makes sense. So, you know, what would you tell, like, an artist, man? Like, you know, you got a guy like Lambo Anlo. You got guys like Gold. Like, you got guys, even like Wale at one time, man. These guys went against the grain. They get it. They went against the norm, man. What would you say uh, to that artist, man, that, that, that does not want to compromise his art, you know, that want to, you know, maintain his artistic integrity? What would you say to that artist? But he wants to be successful. Also. Well, you know, that's there's an understanding, there's a certain understanding that you got to have if, if, if that's how you're going to be, you know what I'm saying? Because technically the, the two might a lot of times don't mix, you know, like, you know, staying 100% uh, 
I guess what you what an artist would call true to their artistry, you know, um, doesn't might not mix with being a successful mainstream artist. You know what I'm saying? So, but I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly think artists should stick to their what they feel and who they are and be authentic with their artistry. I wholeheartedly feel like like um, um, you know uh, artists shouldn't go into the studio like I need to do a radio record or I need to do this record for the ra I think they should just grow as artists and do keep keep doing records and they'll know like I know earlier you said I got a good ear but it's more like I got a good soul like I can feel I feel records more than I hear them and so yeah. as an artist that's what you should want to get people to, to feel your records so and just keep working and keep working and, and don't stop. You know what I'm saying? It ain't never over, ever. No, I I, I, I agree, man. I notice, you know, um, a lot of artists, man, it seems. And I want to know, always wanted to talk to somebody such as yourself, man, because, again, I feel like you have a keen ear. You just said you got a good good soul, man. But I wanted to always ask someone like yourself, man, who's worked in radio for, you know, for X amount of years, man. What do you, what do you say to a lot of these artists, man, that are just, jumping into lanes and catching these waves, man, instead of really honing their craft, man. Like, what do you, do you think that is something that is necessary um, as far as like blowing up or is that just, is that just part of the game? Like, can you, can you, can you explain it? I think it's natural. I don't, I, you know, I don't know about necessary. I just think it's natural when you have a certain sound, a certain type of music, and then you have young people who are doing music for the first time, they're going to imitate first. You know, that's, you know, that that's going to be the first thing. I, I, I was just doing a whole lot of research on the drill movement. And London kind of took it from Chicago, and, and then they added their own thing to it. And yeah. now the rest of the world, the rest of the European nations, they taking it from London. But it was funny to see how when they was doing it in Australia or Ireland, they were still doing. They were still grind. The grind. They were still doing it with the London accents and talking like they, like they was from the UK and all that. So like when they first started doing it, and that's when right. you know certain certain artists would kind of come and be like, "Nah, I'm gonna do it in my dialect and my way and add my own thing to it." Guys like Pop Can and what gigs, Briggs. Well, well gig, yeah, they're original. You know what I'm saying? They, the, you know, they OGs, but. If you no, look at what I'm saying, like those are those are the first yeah, guys when I think of that Skepta, sound. You know? Skepta and all that. Yeah, and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a it's a few of them, and and then if you go and look in like Ireland at the Blackpool movement, and um, you know uh, Australia, there's a drill movement. Like it's drill movements all over, but now they're right. starting to develop into that. So the point is, like when you first doing something in anything, really, it's sports. You're going to emulate Michael Jordan when you first start or LeBron James yeah. or Kobe or, you know, you're going to imitate first. And then as you develop your skill set, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to grow into your own person within that skill set. You'll probably always have elements musically of how you started, but you will grow and develop. So I just think that because there's been an influx over the years of so many new artists and, you know, uh, um, you know, young artists, I think young new artists just imitate first and emulate what they've heard and, and what they, what influenced them. So that's what they do first. So I, I don't get mad at it. I understand it, but I also still look 
try and look and see for those things and those artists that's those that's cutting through and, and maybe doing something a little different too. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Now I never, you know, to be honest, man. Um, you know, that was really that's really like my main gripe with with music today, man. Is a lot of guys sounding the same, but I never thought of it like what you how, how you just broke that down. I never really thought of it like that. So. I'm gonna I'm give a little. I'm 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 gonna I'm ease up off these young kids, man. Cause I don't I don't mind the content. I don't mind what you rap about. Just I just like you know we come up in an era. You know I'm, I'm just a little bit younger than you, but I, I still remember there was a time where you sounded like somebody. That was one of the quickest ways to get you up out of here. Like you couldn't sound like somebody. So I still hold that really close to me as far as like originality. But now you know that that you that you broke that down. I'm gonna start. You know. I think it's like you said. I think it's really important, man. As long as that artist eventually grow, you know. Yeah, and, and the ones that do grow are usually the ones that end up having longer careers and sticking exactly. out and being more successful, you know. But I mean, you know, from you know, I got kids, so I see it. it I, and I, I remember back in my life, just when I first started rapping, I'm, you know, I'm trying to rap like Redman, or I'm trying to rap like, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> like. You know, because that's what influenced influenced me, and yeah. that's the vibes I came up under. So, you know, um, and then eventually I start trying, you know, figure out my own twist to it, and anything no. sports, anything like I, I imitated. No. I imitated first what I saw, and then as I developed the skill set, then I could no. add my own shit to it. So I just think that's more natural way things go in in human evolution. You know what I'm saying? So. I ain't mad at uh, no. these youngins, but it's good for them to hear that your aspect too. Like, yeah, that's great, but y'all youngins need to grow and and do something different yeah, too. So keep feeding them that too. Like, that's it. That's my only gripe, man. Just, 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 just try to be original, man. Because I don't want you know, I don't need you sounding like a thousand other artists, man. And 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 this artists that don't say it's a lot of guys that that are, are, are original. So I, you know. Me being, you know, older now, um, I still don't look. I I don't look at music like a lot of people our age do. Cause let's just be keeping a beam, man. Like a lot of people our age, they look at the young kids like, oh, it's just a bunch of nonsense. But it's a lot of great music being made by young people today. It is a, a whole lot. Shit, it's a lot. so much, man. It's, it's a it's a whole lot. That's why I was even looking at that research and that drill movement and just trying to get into all the different aspects of what's going on on a global level in hip hop. We get, we get, we talked about, we just talked a little bit over an hour about just DMV hip hop. But, you know, <laughs> and, and when you break it down to hip hop globally, it's expansive, it's extensive, it's, it's long, yeah, it's deep rooted, yeah. it's very cultural, and it really runs. Germany the world. has a big thing. Germany Everybody. has a real big thing. Uh, um, you know, Germany, Germany, France, they have a big uh, hip hop scene, man. A Asian, big, Asian country, Japan. Yeah, Hong Kong, oh, yeah, exactly, all of exactly, that. Like, exactly. you know, like, you know, like it's big everywhere. Jamaica, Caribbean, you know, right. Russia, everybody got their scenes. Polish, I, I was watching about this Polish rapper, this dude Popik, P-O-P-E-K. And he crazy, like he do crazy wild shit, like cut his face open, tattoo his eyeballs and all that shit. <laughs> But like he's he's one of the most successful Polish rappers ever. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, right, right. You know we we don't know about him over here, but he over there selling yeah. 10 million records. You know what I'm saying? So it's he like the game, though. 
And, and I don't want to, I, I hate to cut you. I don't want to cut you off again, but I, I want to piggyback off what you just said because, you know, you was here from like, when you came on the radio, there was a balance as far as R&B and hip hop. And that was beautiful. I loved it. How has it been seeing the shift, man, whereas hip hop, you know, what do you think about hip hop being the dominant music genre now, uh, you know, of today? You know, how has it seen that shift? I mean, we asked for it, right? Like, you know, hip-hop, that's what we asked for. That's what we wanted. You know, <laughs> they, they was telling us yeah. that country was bigger and rock and roll was bigger and, you know. Yeah, like R&B was almost like the sacrificial lamb for hip-hop. I know. Rise. You know and that's the thing. Like that, the hurts. that hurts. Yeah, so it's still around. It's still, it's still it's not dead at all. It's just not part of the mainstream anymore. It's more of a old, older adult contemporary type of form, mm -hmm. traditional R&B, you know, traditional R&B. You know <laughs> so, you know, again, that's our era. So we come up on that. It's just different now. It's like, they, you know, these youngins, they kind of do it. It's all blended in now. Like, it's, it's yeah. sing rap, they sing rapping, they trap yeah. rapping, they singing and rapping, they, you know, but I remember when, that wasn't really a cool thing to do until 50 and Ja Rule and them came along. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. You know, it, it, again, it's just the evolution of it. You know, it's not necessarily new. It's just now it's, you know, with, with, with the amount of artists that there are in the world, it just seems like it's so, so overwhelmingly wow. the thing. But, I mean, you know, it, it's just evolution. I'm inter I'm real curious to see how things are going to be 10 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you, you've been around for, for a minute, man. It seems, and now correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, from what I see, it seems like music shifts like every, I say, about four or five years. What what, what you think? Yeah, I guess if you got to put a, put a I mean, technology sped that up, too. It used to be longer than that. But, um, I mean, it's a shift, yeah, every two, three years or something now, like, you know, with technology and the, and the amount of artists that are coming out every day and the, you know, youngins taking to a new artist every day. It's just, you just, it's always shifting, always changing, always progressing. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, Pete, I want to shift gears for a second, man. Um, You know, I remember a while back, man, you had the, uh, you know, the, cro the, the crossover uh, entertainment, man. Can you talk to me a little bit about that, man? Because I, that was that was that was very unique, man. What you what you what you did with that 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 movement, man? Can you touch on that a little bit? Well, that that was our crossover. ENT was our Carmelo Anthony's record label that he had launched um, um, during that time, and we had an artist named Diego Cash, and then we did a deal, a partnership with uh, Cassidy. You know what I'm saying? And and through that partnership, and through that partnership with Cassidy, we did a project. Uh, Cassidy project with um, E1, which uh -huh. was which which was formerly Koch. So we did the right. we did the project with E1, Cassidy project with E1. Uh, we also signed a uh, did a partnership with a young lady from the area named Medine. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's super dope. She done wrote on Beyonce. She done wrote on Kanye. Everybody. One more time. Medin. M-I-T-I-A-N. Yeah, you got me right here. You finally got me on an artist, man, that I don't know of. <laughs> because she was never like, 
necessarily a household DMV artist. She was always like she's like the DMV Adele. Like she she does big pop pop crossover rhythmic big like big 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 records. Okay. But so we had did something with her and it, it was just one of them things where it was like you know we came together and just wanted to my little wanted to support the hip hop community. You know just like a lot of young basketball players they get some money and. He wanted to invest in hip hop, and that's what he did. And I commend him for that because everybody advised him against it. All your team, your whole financial team, they like, no, it's a waste of money. But and he didn't make a million millions of dollars doing it, but he still went out there and invested. You know, you know, um, you know, he was he's tapped in. He's super hip hop. He's his, his he got one of the most extensive. Lib- music libraries of anybody that I know, DJ or otherwise. So I mean, he hosted one uh, Cassidy mixtape, if I'm not if I'm if I'm not mistaken, a while uh, you know back then. I, I believe he hosted one mixtape. Yeah, and this was when he was in Denver, and we was going out to Denver. We had the studio at the crib, and we was go out to Denver for for a week or two and just hold up and record and and uh. But yeah, it was like. You know, it, it was definitely, a, a, again, some more moments, some more memories. And, you know, I'm appreciative that I was able to be there and be a part of that. And, and Rock, I still still my brother to this day, you know what I'm saying? So that, that was definitely, a, you know, a, a dope time. And not many even people people really remember it. But so it's dope that you even asked about I, it. I remember, man. And I thought, like I said, Stu, it's the reason why I got you on here, man. Like, you know, people know shit that I do. Yeah, man. See, this is the thing about it. You know, it's it's almost like, you know, people people tend to get caught up with going on and what's what's going on today. And I don't feel like we 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 preserve our legends. Like to me, you're an icon in the city, man. And I thank everybody for uh you know for 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 showing love on the live. that's coming yeah, in, coming me, on. You shout know. out DJ Rev. Shout out. Saw my man Chris Action Jackson. He's another legendary uh, radio DC radio wow. DJ. Used to do the the middays back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to everybody on here. You know, DJ Mike Phillips. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Love you coming in, coming on, man. man. You know, I, I love I it, man. I, I love it, man. This is a special moment for me, man. This is this is one of my you know bucket lists, man. To ever you know it, to, to to chop it up with you, brother. You know what I'm saying? And, and I really appreciate you having you. me, man. I love talking about like DMV radio and hip hop history, you know, music history, you know what I'm saying? And up to current, like I'm still tapped in. So yeah, definitely, it. definitely, definitely. You definitely tapped in, man. You like you, you know, what's one of the things, like I said, I admire about you because you always kept your, 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 your uh, you know, your ear to the pulse, man. You always knew what was bubbling, man. And it seems like, you know, X amount of years later, man, you, you still haven't changed, brother. I de- definitely, man. I'm still here. You know, uh, yeah. I'm still here, man. I'm happy to be here, like my man Marshawn Lynch say. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I love it. We love it, right? You love it. You love the culture. We love the culture. We love the music. I, you know, no I'm doubt. always going to be here. No so, so it's yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's keep it, keep it going. Keep it pushing. No doubt, man. I, like I said, man, I, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man, to see see guys like yourself, man, still out here, still knowing what's going on. You telling me some of these, some of these guys I I haven't even heard of, man, and I'm and I'm tapped in. 
Yeah. And I'm nah, tapped That's in. how it be. Like, it's, it's, and that's why we got to stay tapped in so we can always, you know, keep each other up on what's going on. Like, we all that, – that's what networking is all about. That's why, you know, so, you know. And I was just – and that was about to be my next question. I, I, that was just about to be my next question, man. So, you know, I'm just getting my feet wet with all of this, man. I've really only been – um you know, uh, doing this for like the past month, man. But but so it's so far so good. And um, I, I wanna I wanna ask you, man. Like, how important do you feel? You know, networking is as, as far as like you know, um, as far as being in the, uh, the music industry. As far you know, just in, in, in general in, in the music industry, how important you think that is? I mean, it's everything. Like they say, your, your net worth is only as good as your network. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm. Um, you know, like it's everything. You know, your, your network, your connections, and that's why. I, if anything, I tell the youngins is always be yourself and be authentic. You know, don't burn bridges. You know, it's cliche, but you know, don't knowingly burn bridges. I guess some bridges get burnt anyway. But right, be you, be real, be transparent, be honest, and, and be creative. But your and, no and network is everything. Like. That's how anybody can stay in the business or stay in anything that they're doing for for a long period of time is through your network. You know what I'm saying? So it's the one of the most important, if not the important aspects of all of this. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, no doubt. One one thing I notice about you, man, like as following your career, you know, I never hear any bad things about you, man. And 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 also I notice, man, you like a very humble dude man for you to have all the accomplishments man where did that come from like how where was that instilled where did where do you get that from that humility my mama <laughs> but you know i'm jamaican my god my, my jamaican mother she she you know she not she wouldn't accept me she she instilled in me from day one like treat people how you want to be treated regardless of how they are it's always treat people how you want to be treated and don't steal, like, ain't nothing worse than a thief, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, like, um, that that's always been who I am. My mama put that in me from day one and just always who I've been, you know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. I Like like I said, man, that's what, like I said, I, 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 I follow, I follow a lot of different guys, man, but like I said, you, you know, you always stood out to me in, in, in that aspect, man. So, you know, um, also, I want to, I want to shift gears for a second, man, because right now, you know, uh, you got you got your podcast, man. Can you talk to, talk to me a little bit about the about the stool review, man? Because I've been listening to it for the past couple of weeks, man, and it's really good, man. So tell me how you came about putting that together, brother. Uh, the, man, the pandemic, boredom. I was bored, <laughs> and like you said, like we just talked about the network. Like I have I had the feeling like I, I I wasn't actively tapping into my network, you know, the way we were before the pandemic. So um, I um, I was like, man, I, you know, before the, before the pandemic, a long time ago in D.C., I introduced the mixers meeting concept. Well, I said we're going to get a we going to talk about that. Yeah, I, get, I wanted to talk about it, but, but let's talk about it. <laughs> again, that's a network thing. You know, let's, let's keep connected. Let's keep the DJs connected with the record labels. Record label reps who come down to the radio station, we get all the DJs in a room, get something to eat, and they would just play their priorities of what they wanted to be. So it gave like a intimate connection to the DJ and the record label and to that to the actual record. So fast mm -hmm. forward to now, that's that's kind of the premise of the Stu Review. 
Um, it's on a smaller, more intimate level. It ain't even about getting hundreds of people to tap in live. I love it, man. I love it. It's about me getting a, somebody from the label side, getting a couple DJs, radio people, and let's chop it up. Let's talk about records, what's new, what y'all are feeling. Let's talk about culture, and let's connect and fortify our network and keep our network solid. You know what I'm saying? So that's the premise of the Stew Review. And in the midst of all that, you have people like, you know, me and a lot of DJs and a lot of these uh, record label um, reps and employees that have seen and done it all, man, in hip hop, from all the biggest artists, from everything, just been there from the mud. And so it's a lot of gems and jewels that come out in conversation during the stew review. And, and so that's what that's what that's all about right there. No, nah, no doubt, man. I, like I said, I've been listening to it for the past three weeks, man. I, I, I I love what you're doing, man, and it, it, it definitely embodies, you know, your your, your career and, and the connections that you have in the city, man. I and I, I I love I love that shit, man. Um I also wanna I wanted to ask you, man, like I was I was watching, you know, uh a video of you on YouTube and I don't remember the brother's name, so charge that to my brain, not to my uh, heart, man. Yeah. Um but, but it was it was an interview, man, and you was doing uh, with this young brother, and you had Dave Mays on, man. And you know, I, I wanted to know, man, how was it linking up with with, with, with that guy? Because he's from the area, man. I, you know, a lot of people forget about that. So, you know, you guys do you guys still have that relate? Still have a relationship? Yeah, that's my man. You know, I worked for the source. For exactly. A so a lot exactly. of people, a lot of people don't really know that because it was a real short stint. But I worked for the source for a minute. Two thousand, two thousand one. I worked for them for a minute. They had actually launched the Source Radio Network and were doing like a syndicated radio show with Ray Benzino and um, mm-hmm. and um, Dave Mays, who were the owners of the Source. And so I, I met, I connected with them during that time, and just always stayed connected with them. You know what I'm saying? With Dave and with everybody. And and then um, fast forward to this time, he kind of had. Uh, relocated back to the area. He he had launched Dave Mays Media Network. You know, I know right. recently he had did, did a lot of stuff at the Hip Hop Museum and launching Hip Hop Week in different cities and just, you know, so Dave is the ultimate, like, hip hop journalist, hip hop mm. activist, uh, <laughs> hip hop purist. Uh, you know, we we had. I hope you don't mind me saying that. We, we, we so big fun together. You know, Dave is my man, and he's from DC. Went to Wilson High School. His nickname was Go Go Dave. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, real good dude, solid dude, man. So, yeah, that that's what that was all about. Then we were connected. Just you know, he was you know reconnecting himself with with his network in the area with the Dave Mays media. So I was, I was doing a lot of stuff with, with him with that. Now, now, now Pete was it now, this is a rumor, man. And I, I try to look, try to see if this was true and you correct me if I'm wrong, man, but did you ever work for day, uh, Def Jam? Well, I work for, I, so I don't work for, I didn't work for Def Jam. I've worked with them now. Okay. So my, my company handles lifestyle marketing for Def Jam in the DMV and also handles for Columbia um, in the DMV. I, I was doing um, Corday stuff for a minute, YBN kids, uh, Capital okay. at different times, Atlantic at different times. So that's kind of what I do now. Like, you know, when the labels need 
some extra emphasis um, in the market or, you know, in some other markets on the lifestyle and promotion and mix show and radio, they'll hit me mm. up and, and we'll get some things going like that. So and I've been doing that with Def Jam now since like 2014, 2015, maybe like five years now. Um, but and, and off and on with all of the labels at some point, you know what I'm saying? Who they got run? Who's running Def Jam now? I don't even Is Paul know. Nah, he's not in right now. It's, they got, I don't even know who the pre, who replaced him, but it's a guy named Rodney Shirley that's running things. My homegirl, Natina, is running things, you know, on the yeah. urban side. So I don't know overall, like, who the president CEO is right now. I think they're still in transition with that. Okay, okay. Well, look, AP, you know, like you said, man, you got a story, a, a crazy career, man, and I, I could talk with you for, for, for hours, man, but... I wanted to ask you, man, like with all that being said, man, and you know how how a great of a, a, a career, man, have you had? Is it is it still fun? Is it still fun after all these years? Yeah, definitely. I You, you know, you got to find the fun in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different type of fun for me. It's not that young, wild, you know, staying up all night, <laughs> sleeping all day type of shit, fun. Man. You seen some shit. <laughs> definitely. You know, definitely been blessed to see some shit, but you know, so now it's just a different fun. I have fun seeing other people have fun. You know, I have fun seeing other people have success. I have fun seeing my kids grow and do their no thing. And, you know, that those. so it's just different fun. You know, like I, I just have different fun these days. But the industry overall is still fun. It's still creative. It's still evolving. You know, right. you know it's still a challenge, you know, uh, to, to be able to do things and, you know, now everybody's doing podcasts and this this show and that show and this content content is king. It's like all over the place. So it's still a challenge, you know, to be able to do stuff and still cut through and have your part and be a part of the culture. So I, I definitely enjoy the challenge. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, I, I'm I'm glad. Like I said, man, I'm 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 thankful to to have you know brothers like you to look up to, man. Being young, man, because. You know, uh, growing up in D.C., man, you know, to see a young brother like yourself, man, that was that was doing something positive, man. I remember I remember seeing you guys at Unifest, man, back in like, yeah. you know, back in the day, man. You guys you guys always show love and we always we we we, we show love back, man, you know, because you guys always seem like, you know, you guys were always genuine, man. You know, like I said, I remember seeing you in Iverson Mall. I wish I would have I, I was too. I was a kid, man. I was shy, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to run up and, and like, you know what I'm saying, get no autograph or nothing like that. But this had to be like that, 97, man. man. This had to be like 96 or 97. Ooh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. But, yeah, I, I, I used to, I'm shy, too. So, I, it, you know, I didn't necessarily run up to people all the time, but we found our way yeah. to each other somehow. Like, we, I was always finding my way to the crowds, and it was always love, right. you know, that two-way street. So, and it's still like that, man. I love D.C., Virginia, Maryland. I done lived in all three. You know, no I, I know, I know that I probably know the area more than I, better than I know Jersey. You know, and um, it, it's it's my home. You know, culturally, right. professionally, personally. So, you know, no it doubt. is what it is, man. I ain't going no. nowhere. I hope y'all love me, DC, because I ain't going yeah, nowhere. We do, man. So, P, before I go, I always wanted to ask you this this one question, man. And I, I know we've been talking over an hour, man. I can, 
music is my thing, as you can see, man. I can, I can talk about some music, man. <laughs> shout out to the homie Tracy Lee just tapped in, too. Tracy Lee is a big, okay, big part of my, my yeah, growth and, and my history and the whole R&F, you know, Young Guru and, 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 that, and that whole movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you ever had a, um, you, you, you got a relationship with uh, Chucky, Chucky Thompson? That's my, that's my OG. That's my homie, legendary. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a relate, and I got a song with Tracy Lee that I gotta go find. I got a song that Trey dropped some bars on when I was doing records. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. You mean the Tracy Lee from the from from Philly? Yeah, I had that. I had that. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that Tracy yeah, Lee. Party time. Yeah, he just dropped the that um, was... he just dropped the project. I believe it's called he's Glory. A, uh, he's an attorney now. He's a, he's an attorney. He's still he got bars. He he got projects. He got content. Yeah. But I believe he just dropped a project recently, spazzing on that joint. I believe it's called called Glory. If I'm okay, right. shout out to Tracy Lee, man. I remember I, I had that I had his album, man, back in back in twelfth grade, man. Yeah, man. He, he he was dope, man. But look, I wanted to before before you go, I always wanted to ask you this, man. Like because again, you always show love here and you always show love to our artists man but the go-go thing man like why do you think man and, th and this is a question that one of my friends who is in the he, he's a, he, he plays in a band he's, he plays in a prominent band and he, he told me man well if you want to ask somebody well you know you about to talk to peace too not and i'm not saying like blame you or anything like that but he just said this would be a good question to ask so i'm um, a brother in one of these uh prominent go-go bands man he told he he, he he, you know, he put the bug in my ear to, to 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 ask you this question. So my question is, why do you think like GoGo never really took off, man? Like like nationwide, man. When it's it's, it's so big here in the city, and and most people that listen to it that I know of, they they like it. So what's up? Which which what's your what's your take on that, P? I mean, it's a great question. All I have is maybe some. Um, opinions based on my experience with Go Go. And I don't. I, I'm not saying this is fact or this is what it is, but I know like Go keep it a bean. Keep, keep, keep it one. Go, Go Go music is live music, like meaning that to get the full effect for, of Go Go, you gotta go live. You gotta go to the Go Go live. And They're telling people the actual music. There's been a lot, you know, along the way, a lot of bands did songs, you know, and formatted it for the radio, put put hooks in there, put verses in there, you know, but for the most part, Go-Go isn't formatted like that. It's not fat formatted into a song, a three-minute song with hooks, verses, and a bridge. And so it's, 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 it's hard to for radio, especially outside of anywhere but D.C., to, to push go-go without it already being popular you know what i'm saying like without it already being mainstream and and like that's why there's always been elements of go-go in the mainstream whether it be sampling chuck brown or you know or or without you know whatever like herbie lovebug used to you know make damn that go-go track and pepper you know what i'm saying yeah, and, you know like you know, DJ Cool, and of course, you know, Chucky, Chucky Thompson would throw elements in, in his shit, and it's just Rich Harrison, come on, Rich Harrison, Crazy in Love, like, you yeah, know, like, yeah. uh, and Marie. 
you know, Amy Marie, you know, there's always yeah. been elements there, but for that hardcore, indigenous, authentic, original go-go music, it's not radio mainstream music. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 yeah. it's live for the people culturally. Let's gather together, hundreds, thousands of us. Let's sweat. Let's dance. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the mainstream formatted type of music, it just was never formatted like that. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I mean, you've seen recently Snoop just did something with Rare Essence. I remember Diddy did yeah, something. Yeah, I like that, man. That, Rare Essence, that's my, anybody know me, that's my favorite band of all time, Rare Essence, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's always been, you know, been there, been hip-hop's, you know, D.C. cousin, that hip-hop's cousin from D.C. is Go-Go, you know what I'm saying? So it's always been there, but, you know, that 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 would be, I guess, my response to why, you know, and I don't even know if that's what it is, you know, but <laughs> from what I see, that, 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 that would be my kind of response to that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's, that's cool, man. Like I said, I know I'm going to get an honest answer asking you, man. I know it's not going to be anything you know, politically, politically correct, man. So I, I, I respect what you just said, uh, uh, Pete. But like look, Trey, man, it's, like been, it's Trey, been... Like Trey Lee said, it's an experience. Go-Go is an experience. It's not experience. It's not like a song. It you know is, what I'm And it's crazy because, you know, you got a lot of people that's not from here. When they hear it, they love it. But again, it's they, they, they're experiencing it. They whether they at the Mirage, the East Side, whatever, the Black Hole, whatever, whatever that was, club that was popping, man. And but, but, but that was go, all that time resonates with them. It, when a go-go song just, like, comes on the radio out of nowhere, even people that that like go-go sometimes don't want to hear go-go on the radio. You know what I'm saying? They like, uh, you know, like, it, it, some, it just doesn't fit sometimes. It's like it's, it's a real live experience that you really got to go and soak it up live. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You got you got some you got a pretty good relationship with a lot of a lot of the guys in in, in you know in the, in, the, in the bands like backyard UCB anything you know though? yeah man, I I love all them guys they all legends I, I I really look up to all them guys you know Big G was one of the first dudes that that showed me love you know when we started out I used to be on Hobart you know smoking with with G and yeah and, and man that shit is priceless the black, the black hole days. Man, it's priceless. It's priceless. You know, a kid coming to the city, trying to make his way on on the radio and in the culture to to have OGs like Big G and White Boy and Chuck yeah. Brown to, to embrace you and and be wow. like, yeah, we fuck with you, young kid. You, you good with us? And and if you good with us, you good with DC. You know what I'm saying? So that led me wow. right into you know the the all the clothing companies and. My man Kenny Westray at We Are One, like that's my OG to this day, and he used to yeah, keep us yeah. laced up in the We Are One. We laced oh, up a hobo, laced up in shooters, you know, uh, a madness, and with Kurt Bone launch all days. Like so, we yeah. always, we always, yeah, you know, had, had the right threads and the right DC feeling. You know what I'm saying? The right, you know, all the OGs embraced us. So that shit is priceless, man. So I love. Each and every one of them, man. They all legendary, like priceless pioneers, priceless people to, to, to DC culture. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt, man. Well, look, I I hate to wrap this thing up, man. This has been an honor, brother. This has been this is uh, uh, this is 
I can check this off on my on my bucket list, brother. You know, and I wish when I was younger, when I was 17, 16, 17, man, I wish I would have chopped it up. I wish I had to, had, you know, had to get bad to, to get at you. You was you was over there by the by the by the cookie shop, man, when you first came out. I was probably getting some snickerdoodles. Yeah, you was getting the yeah the snickerdoodles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So it's 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 a it's an honor and it's a pleasure, brother, to have you on here, man, and. I just want pe- I just want the folks to know, man. Like this brother is an icon, man. He he really showed love to the city, and, and from what I hear, you know, I've never not heard I've never heard any negative thing about you, brother. You know what I'm I, saying? I appreciate you for showing love here, man. I appreciate you for having me and reaching out. Like you know, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the whole DMV, everybody that tapped in and said what up and. You know, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate life. Do it again sometime. You know, down the line, tap back in. Nah, no doubt, no doubt, man. I, I definitely want to, you know, if if, if when if the opportunity presents itself, man, shoot you my personals, man, and 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 pick your brain a little bit, man, because you 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 know, from what I hear, man, you you that you that guy. Yeah, let's get it. I, I, lo- I love. I love. No, I love- Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I love sharing information. Your information is power, yeah. so. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt, no doubt, brother. Well, again, man, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for just coming to this platform and being and just being who you are, brother. And you know, uh, you got the stew review out. You you got anything else going on right now other than uh the stew? I, I I know that could probably segue into another another conversation. But tell if you could tell the people what you got going on right now, man. Yeah, the stew review, uh, one love mafia and one love tactical. You know, I'm out here busting these guns. Safely and responsibly. I, I saw that. I saw your page, man. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm going. You know, I'm getting my Call of Duty on out here. So in 2021, <laughs> I'm getting my instructor's license. So in 2021, I'm gonna start. You know, giving it um, courses and training to all my people. Okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm launch some youth edu- firearms education programs so we can really get our our youngins educated on, on these guns the right way. Not the no, wilding no. out, wild waving shit yeah. in videos, and then going out in the streets, shooting all crazy, hitting all the babies and bystanders, doing this shit the right way so you can protect your family and and, and still have fun. The shit is fun too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but but being safe and responsible is always the the first key to to that okay. whole firearms world. So be on the lookout for for shoot the shit with peace too coming soon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Always got his hands in something, man. Always moving, man. Never, never, never complacent. You know what I'm saying? Ah, never man. consent. Can't get stagnant, man. Got to keep it moving. No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, brother, I'm not gonna hold you any longer, man. I know it's, we 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 were chopping up for a minute, man. It's been an honor, and I and hopefully, man, the opportunity presents itself. I would love to do this again, brother. No doubt, man. I'm here, bro. Just tap in with me anytime. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, you take care, man. All right, you too, bro. One love.